Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right. Still, we are the new definition of color commentary. And welcome to our special In Black and Right Roadshow. Coming to you live from CPAC 2022 here in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Here on the floor with uh, several other... uh, We're here in the media room. Uh, Have a great friend, a great new friend sitting next to me. Uh, It's been fun. It's been fun to get to know people. Been working very hard. Uh, Meeting some of the speakers and... I mean, it's going to be crazy. I mean, we're on day number three, and today is the big one. We're going to have just firebrands and cannons all day, culminating tonight in the speech by President Donald J. Trump. And believe me, the energy has been intense so far, but tonight it's going to be off the chain. Absolutely off the chain. And if you miss CPAC this Uh, right now here in Florida, no worries. You do get a second chance. CPAC Texas is coming in August in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, You can start planning for that now. But yes, it has been truly amazing. Met some amazing people, amazing speakers. I mean, it's like a who's who of America First and MAGA and uh, conservatism. It's a pretty amazing thing. And uh, tonight, listening to President Trump, uh, I'm just doing a sort of a quick little uh, synopsis of what's going on. We've had some great speakers over the last couple of days, including uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Uh, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, uh, Mark Robinson. He is awesome, and he preaches better than T.D. Jakes. (laughs) Uh, The man is definitely, did not give a speech. He definitely gave a message that made me go amen. (laughs) That's pretty sure. But there's just been some truly, it's been truly wonderful. Making new friends, connecting with people, talking to other folks in media. uh, Even sharing a little bit of my story, so... Uh, for those who are just fans, we're going to be, uh, definitely after CPAC, we're going to be having one very, very, very busy spring. And I'm hoping to be uh, taking some of the contacts that I've made and probably doing a lot more uh, in starting to have guests and do interviews. I'm going to be uh, posting that on Rumble. But check in blackandright.net, the website, for new things that we're adding. We're adding a CPAC 2022 gallery page with pictures and uh, some commentary of my time there. We're right now also doing, uh, on Instagram, doing some Instagram lives. I'm providing updates uh, throughout the conference. And I'll try to get in a couple of more today. Uh, but it's going to be, once it starts, it's going to be hold on to your socks, folks, and your shoes and whatever else you can grab. <laughs> so, uh, it's just, uh, and I might be bringing in uh, maybe some live feeds, uh, putting them on the audio website. So, who knows, we're going to, it's going to be a busy day. Uh, we haven't forgotten you. Uh, it's just, I've been here, there, and everywhere. I mean, I almost wish I had a clone. Uh, uh, Because trying to be two places at once is just a little too tricky for me. (laughs) Especially since I'm kind of old, slow, and falling apart. But anyway, folks, just uh, stay tuned, hang tight. We're going to be coming in throughout the day with some of the speakers. So hopefully uh, we're going to have some fun. So stay tuned, stick around. More is to come. And always remember... Patriots come in all colors. United States Senator Rick Scott from Florida. Great nations don't automatically last forever. Writing about Rome, historian Will Durant said, a great civilization is not conquered from without until it has first destroyed itself from within. 
Great civilizations that have collapsed are being conquered by a foreign adversary who are first hollowed out from the inside. You know, we Americans are the most spoiled people on earth. We've been given such a great heritage, and we take it for granted. The founding fathers of our country, men like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, men who are now considered to be evil racists, according to the top scholars in America's most elite universities, these men set us on a course for success the world has never seen before. We serve absolutely right. You know, we survived the War of 1812, the Civil War, World War I and World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and the Cold War. But today we face the greatest danger we have ever faced. The militant left wing in our country has become the enemy within. Oh, you may think, whoa, Rick, that's pretty dramatic. You're calling them the enemy within. Yes, I am, and here's why. Let's do a quick situation report. <coughs> the militant left has now seized control of our economy, our culture, and our country. When you turn on the news at night, do you recognize the country you see? Are you worried for your family? Are you worried for your freedoms? The woke left now controls the Democrat Party, the entire federal government, the news media, academia, big tech, Hollywood, most corporate boardrooms, and now even some of our top military leaders. They're working to redefine America, silence their opponents, and that means you. They're destroying just about everything they touch, and they've got their hands on everything. Here's what they're trying to destroy. American history, patriotism, border security, gender, traditional morality, capitalism, fiscal responsibility, opportunity, rugged individualism, Judeo-Christian values, free speech, law enforcement, religious liberty, parental involvement in schools, and even private ownership of firearms. The woke left wants all of that gone. They want to end the American experiment. They want to replace freedom with control. The elites and the government are telling us what we can and cannot believe, what we can think, and what we can do. They absolutely want to control our lives. Woke government-run schools, woke government-run healthcare, woke government-run media, woke government-run everything. In their new socialist America, everyone will obey and no one will be allowed to complain. If you do speak up, boom, you will be canceled. Your views, if they don't conform to Big Tech, Fauci, or Neil Young, you know you're going to be you're going to be kicked off of Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. The militant left are the modern-day version of book burners. Canceling, silence, and banning from the internet is book burning. These are the most narrow-minded, intolerant people our country has ever seen. And they are remarkably ignorant of both world history and American history. Socialism leads to two things, poverty and oppression. We know because socialism is not some new idea. 
It's one of the dumbest, oldest, and most discredited ideas of the 20th century. And let's remember, it resulted in 100 million deaths in the last century. Yet these Democrats, who have no idea how the real world works, are just acting like they just invented socialism. The, 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 the modern wacky left Democrat has never read George Orwell. They don't know they're making his predictions come true. Let me be clear here. What the militant left is now proposing is not simply wrong. It is evil, and it always results in evil. Now, the Biden presidency has brought us one new thing. They have successfully merged radical left-wing policies and gross incompetence. It's, it's hurting people. It's hurting families with high inflation, empty shelves, dangerous invasion of our border, drugs and criminals marching in every day, escalating spending and debt, the inept withdrawal from Afghanistan, left-wing indoctrination of children in public schools, and murder in our communities. Criminals are not being prosecuted, but police are being executed. All this makes you ask, is this the beginning of the end of America? Well, it could be, but only if we allow it. Now, here's the good news. The backlash is coming. The opposition is building. Americans in flyover country have had enough of this woke, elitist nonsense. We want our freedom back. It is time to rescue this country. And as the old saying goes, don't wait for instructions from headquarters. Just mount up and ride to the sound of the guns. It's time to take our country back. And I'm here to tell you, the American people are going to give a complete butt-kicking to the Democrats this November. But after we win, then what? That's what I came here to talk about. If the Republicans return to Washington's business as usual, if we have no bigger plan than to be a speed bump on the road to America's collapse, we actually don't deserve to govern. In Washington, we need new majorities in the House and the Senate, and we need a new plan. This week, I released an 11-point plan to rescue America. It's got 128 specific policy ideas. I'm a business guy. I believe the hour is late in this country, and we simply have to have a plan. We can't just do our best and hope for the best. To actually turn something around, you make a plan, you make big changes, and you do it today. You can go to rescueamerica.com and you can read the entire plan. But let me give you a few points. The plan calls for every child in every school to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Stand for the National Anthem. and learn that America is the greatest country in this world. The plan calls for a complete end to racial politics. We're gonna, we're gonna stop the government from asking anyone what their race or skin color is on any government form.
each of us is made in the image of God to judge a person on the color of their skin is absolutely immoral. plan says we will treat socialism as a foreign adversary and we'll use all forces to stop it from destroying this great country. The plan calls for the end to, an e to our economic relationship with communist China. must extract ourselves from dependence on communist China and stop buying anything from communist China. It's pretty simple. They want to destroy us and we cannot rely on them for anything. Now pharmaceuticals, computer chips, TVs, clothing, cheap toys, any of their crap. Now here's one that's going to make me a little less popular in Washington. The plan calls for term limits. but also for government bureaucrats. We have to eliminate the permanent ruling class in Washington that thinks our government belongs to them. The plan also makes some terribly controversial points such as men are men, women are women, there are two genders. The science confirms that unborn babies are human beings. The plan calls for a complete end to voter fraud and for protecting the integrity of every election in this country. Now, you know, Democrats know they can't win with their crazy woke ideas, so they want to rig elections, institutionalize voter fraud, and we will never allow it. We must declare an end to the foolish, soft-on-crime policies that are destroying our cities and killing innocent Americans. These prosecutors, or fail to prosecute criminals, they're going to be fired. We are going to fully fund the police and teach our kids to respect police because they're the good guys, the criminals are the bad guys. Finally, nations have borders. We will secure a border, we'll build a damn wall, and when we do, we'll name it after President Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Will roll their eyes the way they always do when anyone reminds them 
that America is a great country full of great people and we will not be stopped. They're going to tell us how our plan won't work and nothing will change. Washington is full of do-nothing people who believe that no conservative change can ever happen. Nothing will change for the better as long as they're in charge and that's why we're going to get rid of them. Now some Republicans are also going to complain about our plan and they'll do it with anonymous quotes. They'll argue that Democrats will use it against us in the election. I hope they do, because my response is, bring it on. We have no fear for standing up for what is right to rescue this country. That's the kind of old thinking that got us where we are today where we don't control anything in Washington, the House, the Senate, or the White House. It's time we get serious. It's time to have a plan. It's time to execute a plan. We are going to win this fight. Freedom is worth fighting for. America is worth fighting for. Now, I hope you will download and read the plan. There might be things in there you don't agree with. That's okay. There are certainly things that are going to be added, which we're going to do. But this is not the time to be timid. This is the time to be bold. Our nation's future can be bright, but we need a plan to take this country back. I warn you before you read it, though, this is plan is not for the faint of heart. It will trigger a lot of people. It's going to be ridiculed by the left, mocked by Washington insiders, and strike fear in the heart of some Republicans. If this plan doesn't scare Washington, we certainly haven't aimed high enough. And based on the way Democrats are attacking me this week, I say we hit, I say we hit the bullseye. The fight to rescue American socialism is our fight. The fight for freedom is a fight of our lifetime. We will not be controlled by the Democrats, by government, by the elites, or by anybody. We must and we will prevail. Thank you. Are those Buckeyes? What is that? Imagine that. Buckeye, you know. did you? Uh, so, I think the word... We're on a pretty good show, by the way. Okay.
someone said this, I think it's, it's accurate. There's, there's potential this year for a kind of a total realignment of, of parties. Um, seems to me the Democrat party is now the party of the super mega wealthy who live on the coast and people who don't work. And we're the party of everybody else. And that is a good place to be. Um, and, and that phenomenon, that, that phenomenon really started with, with President Trump fighting for middle class, working class people and putting America first and making America great again and just standing up for the people who actually make the country work. And so I think you're seeing that that kind of realignment. They're the party of the we're the party of people who work, they're the party of people who don't, or the the ones on the coast who have all the, you know, the, the so-called elite. Um, I really like the way it's shaping up and you know, we never never want to get overconfident. We got got almost eight months until the election, so we gotta uh, we gotta campaign hard, but always be confident, never be overconfident. That's where I think we need to be. And I think the country have figured out, has figured out, that um, the Biden administration can't do anything right. And I, I don't like to say that because you want to cheer for your country, but that's just unfortunately where we're at. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be a big change come this midterm election. I always, uh, as the news media, or at least most of it, the bad part of it, tells us that things have gotten back to normal in Washington and the country's in this, you know, better place, because we've all unified. I don't know if you know this, Jim. We're, we're unified now. Uh, has the uh, has this really work around the clock, Commander in Chief? Has he called you recently to ask you about if that doesn't happen? No, I have not talked to President Biden, but um, I was there a little over a year ago uh, on inauguration day, and I heard this speech like the whole country did, where he talked about you know <coughs> the country. And frankly, that would be helpful. We are we are too divisive as a nation in many ways. Um, but he talked about that at his speech, and then literally a few hours later, went to the Oval Office and signed 20 executive orders yes. that divided the country. So that, that's been the disconnect, and everything they've done policy-wise has been, as I said before, a complete disaster and further divides the country. I mean, you all know the list, but we went from a secure border to complete chaos. We went from stable prices to record 40-year high inflation. We went from safe streets to increasing crime in every major urban area in our country. We went from being respected around the world, projecting strength of the Oval Office, to what, what we've seen uh, with, with the debacle that was the exit from Afghanistan and a host of other things. So, um, again, there's nothing that's been, been done that I think's been done the right way. And maybe the thing that scares me the most is what they've done to the First Amendment, what they've done to the Constitution. And I, I probably tell this to every group I get a chance to speak to. Every right we enjoy under the First Amendment has been assaulted. Every, you got five rights, your right to practice your faith, your right to assemble, right to petition your government, freedom of press, freedom of speech, everyone's been attacked. And, and maybe the, the one most attacked is, is freedom of speech. And uh, that, was a, that was a whole conference a year ago. We saw this woke, this cancel culture mindset happening. But if you can't talk, if you can't speak, none of your other rights mean anything. Because you, you, if you can't talk, you can't practice your faith. You can't share your faith. You don't have freedom of the press. You can't petition your government if you're not allowed to speak, and that's what the left goes after. That's why it's so dangerous and why we have to win. You know, there's a big, uh, there's a big group of people that can't, are not allowed to speak. They don't get the chance to speak, and that's the unborn child. And we see the Supreme Court has taken up this God's face. Uh, you're a strong advocate for the rights of the unborn. Do you think the Supreme Court will turn this question of regulating uh, abortion back to the states and do the constitutional thing? And well, do you think the country can handle that when that happens? Yeah, we're Americans. We can handle anything, and, and that, that's the right thing to do. Look, sanctity of life is, is, is just that. I mean, it's, it's, it's sacred, and, and it needs to be protected. We all understand that. I'm hoping the Supreme Court's going to do the right thing. I think they are. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, why, why do you think they are? Well, because, I mean, because of Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett, three amazing justices that President Trump put on the court, just like he said he was going to do when he ran for the job and we elected him. So I do think we'll get the, uh, the, the right decision there, but we'll see now when, if and when we get the right decision. Just be ready for it. The Democrats are literally then going to go full tilt, I think, on trying to pack the court. And we'll have to deal with that. They've introduced the legislation. They've had this commission. Uh, we'll see how that, that plays out. But I, I'm hopeful that the United States Supreme Court 
will uphold and protect life and, and, and reach the right decision in that case. So this, we have this whole question of packing the court, breaking all these democratic norms that are coming from this new Marxist Democratic Party embracing the softer term socialism. I don't know if you saw in our merch store, we say um, uh, socialism is just communism for slow learners. Yeah. Kind of all in the same <laughs> spectrum. You should get the shirt. <laughs> it's all in the same spectrum. I think one of the things that the people here that I keep hearing from that they're the most concerned about is they keep giving the Republican Party power. And this is not aimed at you. Although you've been there a while, you're going to get some real seniority if we get this majority back, and you'll make a difference. But if we give the Republican Party back power, do they finally get the fact that we got to push for all these things we care about? No, we have to. Uh, yeah, if we win, and the way I the way I see it, if we win, and Lord willing, I, I think we're going to. If we win, we got to pass key legislation that shows the country what we're for. Like we we need to pass. We should not in any way be funding gain-of-function research. We just shouldn't. That's got to be one of the bills we need to be passed. Um, we have to do something on, on, on the fact that 2 million people have illegally entered our country over the past year. So we've got to do something on immigration that, that secures our border. And then we also have to pass something on, on the attack from big tech, that they, they, the censorship and attack on conservatives from big tech, namely the Section 230 taking away the liability protection. But remember, Joe, Joe Biden will still be president, so those pieces of legislation aren't going to become law, but we should pass it anyway, show the country what we're for, and begin to frame up the 2024 race when I believe President Trump is going to run again. And do you have any insight? There's a guy speaking tonight who may have some insight knowledge, yeah. Um, never know. The, uh, but I think he is. I want him to, and I think if he runs, he's going to win. And then whoever the Democrats put up, but you help frame up the 2024 race. And then in addition to that, we need to do the investigation. Part of our constitutional duty is oversight. We need to do the investigations, not because we're the legislative branch. We can't, we can't prosecute or indict anyone. But for the simple fact, the American people, all of you, the whole country, deserves the truth. We need to know, for certain, did Dr. Fauci know two years ago that this virus came from a lab? Did he know that? I think he did. We need to know. We need to know why the Biden administration, it seems to me, has taken the intentional position of not not having a border. That just it, there's no other way to interpret this. It's deliberate. It's intentional. It's, it's it, they're just letting folks come in. And um, kids are dying. Yeah, <coughs> bad things are happening to young people and to women, and it's it's just wrong. And, and we need to know, particularly. If, Judiciary Committee, the oversight we're going to have to do, uh, why the Department of Justice had sent out this email to FBI agents saying, put this designation, this threat tag label on parents. I would love to ask Merrick Garland a simple question. What's the number? How many parents currently have that designation associated with their name? So those are the kind of investigations we're going to have to do if the American people put us in charge. Uh, so everything they say is a conspiracy theory eventually turns out to be true. He was Bible. Sure was. How long do you think? Well, certainly since, remember all the things that happened in 16, that they, they, they first take the dossier which they know is false, they take it to the court, when they go to the court they lie about information. Kleinsmith, Mr. Kleinsmith, you know, was indicted for it. Uh, then they then they have this individual that under the alias as returned. When you have someone go bump into George Papadopoulos in, in Europe using an alias, that's called spying, right? So we know all that happened, and now we find out from the latest Durham filing that it goes right to the Clinton campaign. And um, this is, looks like it happened while he was candidate, looks like it happened while he was president-elect, and looks like it happened, um, looks like it happened while he was actually, while, while President Trump was actually president of the United States. And that's that's not supposed to happen. Saying? I know you're a polite man. That's what I heard. <laughs> I think the biggest concern is two systems of justice. Yep. If you are participating in the violence and the riots of Black Lives Matter, leading politicians not only won't condemn you, they'll spring you out of the joint when you're back on the street the next day. Uh, if you do these terrible things in terms of using your power and government power to spy on your political opponents, um, it seems to either get whitewashed or just take forever 
for anybody to be held accountable. And when someone is held accountable, it's almost like that's taken care of and expunged. They get back their pension and everything else. Can this finally stop and there's one system of justice no matter who you vote for for president? Let's hope so. It's, it's supposed to work that way in this great country. Um, I think if, if President Trump runs and wins, which again, I think he's going to, um, if he does that, you put the right person in charge at the Justice Department, and you do hold people accountable, and you do the investigation you're supposed to do. That's the only way it works. Um, now, we don't know, we, we know John, John Durham, by, by all appearances, is being thorough, being deliberate, and, and going after the truth and the facts. So we'll see where all this shakes out. The scariest thing I, I, I took away from what he filed two weeks ago was some of the language he used. He said it was designed to create an inference and a narrative about President Trump and his false accusation that he was somehow colluding with Russia, which we know wasn't true. But think of those, that terminology, inference and create a narrative. That's what we used to call framing somebody. Yeah. Trying to frame That's a right. presidential candidate, a president-elect, and potentially even the president of the United States. That is really scary stuff for our country. It just underscores this assault on liberty we have seen and the weaponization of government we have seen the left use to go after their political opponents. It's, it's as wrong as it can be, and people who do it should affect And now it's not just the Department of Justice, which has become a cesspool that at least half the country now doesn't trust what it does in many cases. We don't trust what many of these intelligence agencies tell us because of these lies. Now Congress, under Nancy Pelosi, is in on the game with this 1-6 commission, which you're supposed to be serving on, but for the first time in our history, yeah. the majority told the minority in the name of Jim Jordan, you can't pick your own members to be on this false committee. So th think about it. Democrats, Democrats had closed the, this year, closed the Capitol, allowed proxy voting, kicked Republicans off committee, won't let Republicans serve on the select committee. First time in American history that's happened. Are getting ready to try to end the Electoral College, end the filibuster, pack the court, and we caught them actually taking evidence, altering evidence to January 6th committee and lying to the American people about it. And yet they turn around and say, oh, it's Donald Trump and Republicans who are a threat to democracy. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So, and, and oh, we, we're also, they're also trying to keep our colleague off the ballot in North Carolina. I mean, think about it. Yeah. We're a threat to democracy, but you're trying to prevent someone from running for office who's already a member of Congress and letting the people of North Carolina select who they want. That's scary, but this is this is today's Democrat Party completely controlled by the left. Um, and it's again, it just underscores why we have to win, why it's so important. We all work hard, go out and campaign, campaign not overconfidently, but confidently, and win this election. Senator John Kennedy.
America is so great that people who hate it refuse to leave it. Now listen to me on this one. I believe that Republicans are not perfect. I believe that Republicans are not perfect, but the other side is crazy. And, and I also believe in what, in what we accomplished when Republicans controlled the House and controlled the Senate and President Trump was our president. I want you to think about it just for a minute. In four years, in four years, this is what we did. We cut taxes. We increased wages. We delivered 3.5% unemployment. We, we had the lowest unemployment rate in the history of this wonderful country for Hispanic Americans and African Americans. We created 8 million new jobs pre-COVID. We deregulated the economy. We controlled inflation. We protected life. We secured the border. We secured our streets. We beat back ISIS. We strengthened the military. We stood up to China, Russia, and Iran. And we confirmed 234 conservative federal judges, including three new members of the United States Supreme Court. And by God, we can do it again. Now, let me say a word about the Biden. They're evil. 
and some of them run countries. And all they understand is strength. We must arm for peace. I believe that we don't have a gun control problem. We have an idiot control problem. Here's some free advice, friends. If government ever tells you you, you you can't own a gun, buy two. I believe, I believe that if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call them a crackhead.
cancel culture, which is the military wing of, mo of wokeism, is strangling a free people. You are not free if you can't express yourself. You are not free if you cannot say what you think. I believe that the nauseously woke Washington insider elites, the permanent Washington types, you know who I'm talking about. The vanilla soy extra foam latte crowd <laughs> that lives in the Georgetown condos with the important art on their walls. Don't respect their ideas. They don't care what we think. And they believe they're better than us. Like I said, folks, you can't fix stupid, but by God, you can vote it out. And finally, I believe our future can be better than our present or our past. I do. I believe our future can be better than our present or our past. I believe that we're only as good as our dreams. That we're only as valuable as our children. But the water won't clear up until we get the pigs out of the creek. But you ought to own a handgun just in Texas. 